I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the sports betting network. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. Danny Burke, your host here, as always, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook just outside of Des Plaines, Illinois, here in the Windy City. I mean, we're, we are in Des Plaines, Illinois, sorry, just outside the Windy City. I'm sorry, I already got the weekend brain going, but we got plenty to cover for the next hour. 15 minutes from now, someone who is very excited to get some good weekend time is Josh Applebaum, because our friend just got a brand new puppy. We'll have to ask him about his nice little puppy he got and see if the puppy can read some of those market movements as good as he can. So we'll talk about that in 15 minutes with Josh, see what he likes in hockey tonight, college hoops, and anything else around those surrounding areas 45 minutes from now our other guest for the program will be kenny white so we talk with kenny a lot about college football sometimes about nfl but he also does a very solid job handicapping college hoops so at the end of the show Kenny White will be joining us, dishing out some of his top plays. In between Josh and Kenny, which will be a half hour from now, I've got a futures bet that I am making in hockey. It's about that time we start getting involved in the Stanley Cup futures odds, so I wanted to dish out a team that I think could be worth some value at this point. And to start things off, we're going to be previewing this All-Star game this weekend and all the festivities that go along with it. So let's go ahead and begin right there for the NBA All-Star game. And honestly, I put it as one of the top All-Star events. I mean, baseball's a lot of fun with the Home Run Derby. The Pro Bowl's a joke. Hockey actually is getting better. But basketball is arguably the most entertaining because of all the different events. You have the Rising Stars Challenge tonight, and they have the four different squads going up against it. So that'll be fun to see. And then you got the slam dunk contest, three-point competition, and naturally the all-star game itself on Sunday. So I wanted to begin there. Let's go with Team LeBron versus Team Durant. Where did these odds open and has anything moved as at this point? The answer is it opened five and a half, total 321 movement. Not really. Not really whatsoever. Team LeBron is the team that did open as a five and a half point favorite. And with the total at 321, I mean, you, you see it move a little bit up to 321 and a half, but nothing too crazy. And if you want to gander into the money line, Team LeBron minus 230, Team Durant about plus 190. But first things first, let's look at these rosters. I'll put it simply, one team drafted pretty well in the other. 
uh, I guess you could just say not so much. The team that drafted very well is Team LeBron, who not only has LeBron James and himself, you've got Giannis, you've got Steph Curry, you've got DeMar DeRozan, uh, you've got, of course, like we said, LeBron, and then you got Jokic. So Giannis, Curry, DeRozan, Jokic, those are what? Four guys who are making up the top of the MVP list right now, and those are your starters. And on the bench, you've got Jimmy Butler, Luka Doncic coming off the bench, Darius Garland repping the hometown Cleveland or his home team in Cleveland, Jared Allen for a reserve, James Harden was on the team but of course not playing, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Fred Van Fleet. This team is loaded. As for Durant, well, Durant's not even playing. But you do have Joel Embiid, you have John Morant, fairly solid. You got Jason Tatum, Trey Young, and Andrew Wiggins. Who'd have thunk it? Andrew Wiggins starting for an all-star team, but good for him. Reserve, you've got LaMelo Ball, Devin Booker, Rudy Gobert, Zach Levine, who's not even going to play that much, Chris Middleton, DeJounte Murray, Carl Anthony Towns, and Draymond Green, who is not going to play. So far and away, the LeBron team is more stacked. I think the consensus would agree with that. But that doesn't necessarily correlate with them being an automatic victory, them being an automatic play on the spread, because it's the weird format of, I believe it's you combine the three quarters of the team that's leading. So whatever their score is, you have that combined from the first three quarters, and you add 24, and then that last quarter, it's whichever team reaches that score first. So it's something weird. But again, just because if your team's dominating originally doesn't mean it's going to correlate the actual end result of which squad is going to be victorious. But again, it's hard not to lean toward Team LeBron. And Team LeBron has had success since they have implemented the drafting in these All-Star games. Starting in 2018, Team LeBron beat Team Steph 148-145. to LeBron James won MVP in that matchup. 2019, Team LeBron was victorious again, this time against Team Giannis. 178-164, Kevin Durant won the MVP. 2020, Team LeBron barely edged out Team Giannis, 157-155. Kawhi Leonard won MVP. And last season, Team LeBron dismantled Team Durant, 170-150. to Giannis won MVP. So looking at that sample size, if we applied minus 5.5 with the spread, which is what we're seeing now for Team LeBron, his squad would have only covered that twice. And I get it. It's fun. I mean, everything's different each year. But I'm just showing kind of the discrepancies and the spread and how big of a difference the scoring is, and it's really only happened a couple times where it's been very solid in terms of one team dominating the other. And with this total at 231 and a, or 321 and a half, excuse me, they've only gone over this one time in the last four years. It's always inflated because nobody wants to bet an under in the first place, let alone for an all-star game where it's just scoring after scoring and you're imagining nobody's playing defense. But again, it's only gone over 321 and a half once out of the last four years. I'm just saying. It's probably best to stay away uh, because, I, again, I'm not rushing to bet the over considering what we've seen and how high it is, but I definitely don't want to bet the under. So where my interests lie aside from maybe going with Team LeBron or maybe waiting for an in-game number that is presumably going to be better because these are the best players in the league, you got to imagine it's going to be a game of flows at one point or another. The conversation of All-Star Game MVP is always very intriguing to me, and I think it's pretty fascinating. Now, this year, I've narrowed it down to about three guys, and it's going to be my short shot, my mid-range type of play, and then a long shot. My short shot, and all these guys, by the way, are going to be on Team LeBron because I do think Team LeBron is going to win. 
So my short shot play would be Giannis. Now at Bet Rivers, he's about plus four fit. Now he's down to plus four twenty-five actually. But in some spots, he was as high as six to one. But Giannis won it last year. Easy enough for him to be teed up by LeBron, who's a great facilitator. And Giannis is a guy who really goes all out in these All-Star games, as we saw last year. So Giannis would be my short shot play. My mid-range play, someone who can still be flashy with some decent value, would probably be Luka Doncic. 10-1 at Bet Rivers, as high as 14-1 in some shops. Again, he's on Team LeBron, so that helps. And he's a flashy enough player to get this award. For example, like a guy like DeMar DeRozan, as much as we love him, want him to win MVP, and we know how much of a lethal scorer he is, he's not really flashy, right? I mean, he's going to hit these 18-foot jumpers, and he can do it so well, but that's not really the spark that's going to give you an MVP in an All-Star game. But Luka has that type of spunk, and he can really electrify a, uh, a crowd and have some sick moves while he's out there. And the long shot play would be Darius Garland at 60-1. to He's as high as 100-1 to in some spots, but... He got to factor in the narrative of him playing on his home court, games in Cleveland, plays for the Cavs, and, of course, on Team LeBron. But the interesting part is, I don't know how far back this goes, but at least from the sample size of since they've been drafting players, no player coming off the bench has won the MVP. I mean, obviously, LeBron was a starter, Durant, Kawhi, Giannis. So if that's going to be a consistent theme, maybe you stay away from Luka or Darius Garland. I'm not in love with the MVP odds. I think if they let you live bet it, you're going to get a good idea of it being narrowed down to two people on each team. And no, you're not going to get as good a value, but you'll have a little bit more certainty. So maybe that could be your approach. I did want to talk about the three-point contest, though. I did make a couple of plays, actually, on this one. And I, I kind of like the three-point contest, actually. I like betting it more than the slam dunk competition because slam dunk contest, you know, it's getting less and less creative. There's only a finite amount of things you can do and come up with year after year, and you don't really know as many names in the dunk contest anymore. There's no more superstars. Not saying there's superstars here in the three-point contest, but more so than the slam dunk contest. Nevertheless, nobody in this group has won the three-point contest at any point in their career. But here are the odds. Trey Young is 4-1 to as a short shot. Desmond Bain comes up next at 5-1 to along with Luke Kennard. Patty Mills plus 550 alongside Fred Van Fleet. Then Zach Levine and CJ McCollum are posted at plus 650. And Carl Anthony Towns, the big underdog, at 12-1. to so just throwing some stats out there, Luke Kennard actually has the highest three-point percentage at about 45% in this group. And overall, it's second in the NBA. Does that mean it's going to correlate to this competition? Not necessarily. You know, pressure is definitely something that is real in this type of atmosphere. And it's strategic, right, where you put the money balls and just what kind of rhythm you can get into. Other things to note out. Patty Mills is the second highest three-point percentage in this group at 42%, and he's second most threes made per game out of this group at 3.2. So pretty consistent in both important categories. Fred Van Fleet at plus 550, he averages the second most threes made per game at 4.0 overall in the NBA, and of course the most in this group. So two guys I am narrowing this down to, and it's not just because you want to bet for us very early on last night, but I'm taking a flyer on Patty Mills at plus 550. Again, like I said, he's second highest three-point percentage in this group and second most made three-pointers this season in this group. He's averaging about 3.2 points or uh, three-pointers per game. So I don't know. I like the value. Some shops have him as the favorite, so I'm liking the number at plus 550. And then this one's a little bit of the homer outlook, but I think it's actually got a little bit of that narrative aspect to it as well. And that's Zach Levine at plus 650. 
Zach Levine, if he wins this three-point competition, can become the first player in NBA history to win both the three-point contest and the slam dunk contest. So you have that narrative-driven aspect going for him. And then also we know that he was dealing with an injury going into this weekend, assuming he's not really going to get any action in the actual All-Star game itself. Maybe he puts all his time, all of his focus, everything into the three-point competition. And you know what? He's probably going to do that regardless. But knowing that this is really his time to shine and not as much with his athleticism in the big game because they want to make sure he's healthy, I think he's really going to be locked into this three-point competition and at a chance to make history. So why not take a little bit of a flyer on Zach Levine? So again, this isn't more, you know, I'm going all out as an official Danny's Dimes, but if you want some action for the All-Star weekend, again, aside from Team LeBron seeming like the obvious choice, a couple guys for the three-point competition, I'm going with Patty Mills at plus 550 and Zach Levine at a chance to make history at plus 650. Well, we'll see what Josh Applebaum has dialed up for us next here on Rush Hour, host of the Market Insights Podcast. Always look forward to chatting with Josh, so stick around. He will tell us where some of that smart money is going to tonight and beyond that. Keep with us. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you've got these city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. So subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts available and you get hooked up several episodes a week. Great local sports betting content. Okay, welcome back to it. The show is Rush Hour here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host, and joining us now live out of the East Coast is our very good friend and great handicapping analyst and 
course, VEASAN's betting reporter Josh Applebaum at Josh underscore insights on Twitter. And speaking of his Twitter, you might have saw that he's already cashed a couple of bets he's passed 24 hours with his new puppy. His tweet saying, we've already cashed the over on accidents and under on sleep, but they couldn't be happier to welcome in their new Yellow Lab Meadow. I think we have some pictures of the puppy maybe we could throw up there. But Josh, uh, your puppy looks very adorable. Will this, the people are wanting to know, is this going to distract you from all the content from the Market Insights podcast? Matt, look at look at that pup. She's a cutie. <laughs> Danny, it's great to be with you. And yeah, uh, just in terms of you know what we've been going through, you know, I grew up with dogs. I've never had one on my own. So with me and my fiance, you know, we're first time parents. So definitely uh three and a half, uh the over under for accidents. Steam hit that over. <laughs> it's been nonstop here, Danny, but we're not gonna we're not gonna falter. She's awesome. Uh in terms of sleep, I'm running on you know low sleep here, but I wouldn't have it any other way. It's been great, Danny. And yes, she is named after uh one of my earliest crushes, Meadow Soprano. So just so you know, between you and me, Danny, Meadow and the Sopranos, <laughs> it never dies. All right. I was actually going to ask that. It makes sense. I mean, being from the East Coast, you probably had even more so of a tie to it. But I love it, man. Congrats on the newest addition to the family. I'm sure she'll be getting used to sweating out games with you very early on. And I know you've got plenty to look forward to tonight. So let's go ahead and jump right into that, my man. Starting with some college hoops, some Ivy Leaguers. How about Dartmouth and Cornell? Cornell, a slight favorite here. Just a point. Total at 146 and a half. Now, Josh, usually we have you on Thursdays, and I'm sure you handicap these slate of college hoops games consistently. But for someone who really, or maybe just your average Joe college basketball better, may not look to bet these type of games, are these some spots that you see value in a lot more so? Maybe because they're not as focused in on as much by the general public? You're exactly right, Danny. So I think it's important to distinguish kind of the board and the calendar and what's going on that particular day. Like, Tomorrow on Saturday, you know, we're going to have over 100 different games. There's going to be big matchups, ranked teams. It's these kind of smaller games, and especially on a Friday. What's weird about a Friday in college basketball is you only get about 15, 16 games. So these, basically the schools, it's kind of the Ivy League schools, the MAC, the lower conference schools. So the public, they're thirsty for action. We all are, Danny. We want some sweats tonight. There's no NBA. There's only a couple NHL games. And for college, with all these games listed here, only 15, 16 games, they're all games that the public may not have bet all year long. Like, you know, when you have Duke, Kentucky and, you know, Michigan State and all these Gonzaga, those are the games to get the action. So uh, on a Friday, to me, I think the reaction is, hey, we don't have a lot of games to choose from. So, uh, hey, let's just, you know, bet a couple here. But really, the public is going to get down on games that they don't have a lot of knowledge and data on and maybe just lean on favorites, lean on over. So I think that can be a way to really, as a contrarian better, take advantage of nights like tonight. So as you mentioned, Cornell Dartmouth, you know, Danny, no one wakes up today saying, I got to bet Cornell Dartmouth, but because there's nowhere else to go, these games are getting action. So what I like about this one is going with the line move and going with Cornell here. You have this game open, Dartmouth as around a one-point favorite, one-and-a-half-point favorite. We've seen this line fall to a pick and even hop the fence now to minus one Cornell. Uh, really good edge here in terms of Cornell's offense. Cornell's averaging 81 points a game, only 67 for Dartmouth. Also field goal shooting, 47% versus 41%. Rebounding edge to Cornell, 39 a game versus 35. And Danny, it's not that I'm like loving Cornell tonight. I like the line move, but there's also a bet against Dartmouth. Dartmouth is only 2-14 and 14 their last 16 games. They've been getting rolled left and right. They're only 2-4 and four at home. Give me the better shooting team, the better offensive team with the line move. I'm liking Cornell here, Danny. I loved it out of pick them. Now I'd go money line if you're at a minus one. 
All right, and then how about another game starting relatively soon on this Friday evening, Kent State and Ohio. Now, we see Kent State is a slight home favorite, minus two, money line, which I know that when you and I are betting slight favorites, if you're looking at that direction, we tend to go money line, which, again, minus 134, Ohio plus 112 on the buyback. And then, Josh, this total at 138. What really stood out to you for this game? So what stood out to me, Danny, is an opportunity to kind of buy low on Kent State here. You know, again, when we look at these games, the record and the ranking have a huge influence on the public. So you look at Ohio, 22-4. and four. Danny, why is the 22-4 and four team getting a couple points here? That makes no sense. So the public is saying, hey, give me the trendy dog Ohio here. But I like buying low on Kent State. They're 16-9, and nine, so they don't have as good of a record, but they've been playing great as of late. If you look at what they've done, uh, they have won seven straight. Uh, they've been on a roll here pretty much over the last month, month and a half. And I think it's a buy low opportunity on a line move. So number one, this game open, why is the worst ranked team or the worst record team favored to start? Kent minus one. Now it's up to Kent minus one and a half, minus two. Some shops even looking toward two and a half. So I like going with this sharp move. It's just fishy. Why is the 16 and nine favored over a 22 and four? This is a revenge angle. I always like it when you have the second matchup. If you lost the first one and you're favored the second one, it's more motivation to kind of stick it to Ohio, who beat you earlier this year, January 7th, 80 to 72. And Danny, uh, really important here when you're betting uh, any kind of sport, get on Twitter, use TweetDeck. There's a really important injury here for Ohio. Their second leading scorer, second leading rebounder, uh, Jason Carter. He's questionable tonight. But based on the line movement, you know, if he was in, this maybe falls back down to a pick. The fact that it's going further to Kent State, give me Kent State at home. And just as you said, Danny, I'm going to go money line here on a minus 130. I don't want a buzzer beater or maybe we're down and we need a, a walk off here. Just win the game. I'm on Kent State tonight. All right, Josh, I know you briefly mentioned hockey, and you and I love handicapping the puck. And tonight I was really trying to search for a good bet. I really couldn't find one, so I'm looking forward to what games stick out to you on the ice tonight. Because, again, I mean, not the biggest slate, and there wasn't anything I was chomping at the bit with. But what are some games that caught your attention? Yeah, I'm with you, Danny. There's only four games. Nothing crazy stood out to me, but two in particular that I took a shot on. Number one. Florida Panthers. Florida Panthers have been uh, unbelievable to bet on this year in terms of home road, favorite, doesn't matter. They've been fantastic. Last game, they were down, uh, what was it, one nothing, and scored to tie it, then won in overtime there against Carolina. They're in a pretty sharp spot here against Minnesota. Uh, Florida actually opened only as around like a minus 115, minus 110 favorite. We've seen them get, get bet up to around minus 125 now at this point. If you look at favorites off a win, 66% this year, about a 5% return on investment. Also, Florida, 31 and 11 as a favorite. And this, to me, is a schedule spot because, Danny, we know uh, the Minnesota Wild are a really good team. Like, they've cashed a lot of tickets for you and I this year. But here's the thing. They're in a tough spot. They're playing their fourth game in seven days, whereas Florida is rested. Uh, and this is only uh, Florida's second game since the break. So, good sharp line move, better offense here. I like to bet against the, bet on the Wild normally, but I'll bet against them tonight. Give me the Florida Panthers. Danny, it's very rare you get a really good team like Florida only laying around a minus 125. That's right. And then uh, did you have a play against my Blackhawks, I'm guessing, tonight? And, Josh, I wouldn't disagree with you if that's the way you're going, but as I like to joke, but it's actually true, there's always one team in every sport that just consistently screws you, and for me it's the Blackhawks, my favorite team. So I can't bet them no matter what. <laughs> but did you have some action in that game tonight? I do have some action. And, Danny, don't feel bad. Your Blackhawks struggling a bit. My Bruins have taken a hit here in recent games. They coughed one up the other night, uh, which was rough. At least we get Marshan back uh, pretty soon. I think he's got True. two or three more games on his suspension. But I'm going to go Dallas here, Danny. Not to not to upset your Bet Rivers audience here in Chicago, but 
pretty sharp line move. They open around minus 140 on the road. They've been bet up to around minus 150, minus 160. I even see some shops, as you're showing on your board, Danny, close to like a minus 170. So big line move in their favor. One good system I like this year. Both teams missed the playoffs last year. Just take the favorite. It's very simple. It's 106 and 55, 66% this year. And this is another rest versus tired match. You have Chicago, second leg of a back-to-back after losing last night, whereas Dallas is rested. They haven't played since the 15th. Chicago only 11 and 25 as a dog. Dallas has been pretty good uh, on the road and as a favorite. I'll lay that number here with Dallas. See if we can get it done against your Hawks, Danny. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I hear you, man. Fade in the Hawks has been pretty <laughs> profitable for people who have been doing it. Josh, we got about 30 seconds. I really quick wanted to squeeze in if you had any differing thoughts on the draft for number one pick. I think last we spoke, you liked Aiden Hutchinson. Now he's about plus 155, but so is Evan Neal. Has anything differed for you in how to bet that? Yeah, I'll make it quick, Danny. I really liked Hutchinson when it was Detroit with a number one pick, but they went and you know won a couple games there at the end to lose the number one pick. Yeah. Now it's going to the Jaguars. To me, the value play, Danny, is Evan Neal, the real big tackle there from Alabama. Uh, you've seen a lot of mock drafts, including uh, McShay the other day, as well as Mel Kuyper have Neal going number one. He's plus 175. That's a pretty good number, Danny. This wow. is one of those numbers where you hit the 175 and hope that, hey, you know, give it a month, a month and a half. This thing may be a minus number. Jacksonville has three offensive linemen starters who are free agents. They got to replace Cam Robinson. And if you're going to build around Trevor Lawrence, you got to protect him, Danny. I like Evan Neal to go number one. And I, I like that plus money, plus 175. Awesome. Well, hey, Josh, we are up against it. We'll let you get some rest. Hopefully you can catch up on sleep, but enjoy the new dog, and hopefully you're able to cash some winners tonight. I appreciate it, Danny. Have a great night. At Josh underscore insights on Twitter, where you could follow him and host of the Market Insights podcast wherever you get your podcast. Coming up next, I got a play in hockey for Stanley Cup futures. I'll let you know what that is next right here on Rush Hour. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. VSN has a great new offer that can only be described as madness. You get VSN all access to everything we do from right now through the college basketball championship on April 4th for only $29. So sign up now and get our daily best bets emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming college hoops betting guide, along with bracket breakdowns and full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every single game. This deal only happens once a year, so don't miss out. And you can check it out at VEASAN.com slash madness to sign up today. That's VSIN.com slash madness. Alrighty, speaking of VEASAN, we are back here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, and the show is Ross Shower. Danny Burke, your host at Danny Burke 5, where you can follow me on Twitter. Now, tonight's kind of a weird night. I mean, we don't have any NBA, short slate for NHL, so I'm not really in love with any bets for tonight, per se, but I did have a Danny's Dime, a.k.a. an official play, a little bit further down the road with some NHL Stanley Cup futures. So let's get into it, a play that I am making for the NHL Stanley Cup futures odds. Let's talk about this Carolina Hurricanes team at 11-1 to 1 is the odds we are seeing courtesy of Bet Rivers. This is a team that I've been keeping my eye on for quite some time. Nick Alberga and I 
really discussed this team specifically a couple of nights ago, and uh, he didn't hate the idea of Carolina. He was fairly fond of it, so I'll take that, right? I mean, he's been on the Blues for a while, but him and I went into the Hurricanes, and he thought it was pretty good value as well. Now, first things first, looking at these odds, I just want to show you how they're stacked up among each other. So Colorado's a short shot at Bet Rivers, plus 475. BGK, 7-1. The Florida Panthers, Tampa Bay Lightning, they're at plus 750. Then you get Toronto and Carolina at 11-1. Pittsburgh, 14-1. Calgary, 15-1. The list goes on and on and on. So really quick, the way that I kind of go down it is looking for value and looking for teams that I would eliminate. And starting from the top, Colorado, yes, they're probably the best team, one of the most talented. Goaltending can see a little bit of improvement, but they have enough talent around to fill that void in the meantime. And again, plus 475, not really that enticing, so I'm crossing out Colorado. Again, not saying that I don't think they won't win it, but just too short of value. BGK at 7-1, the Golden Knights... Look, they're still a really good goalie away from competing for his Stanley Cup finals. Again, that would be my opinion. And maybe they get a veteran goalie toward the deadline is what people are talking about. But until they get that, because I don't trust Leonard enough, and until they get fully healthy, can't rely on this VGK squad. Florida Panthers, arguably another team that would be considered the most talented in the NHL. What scares me about them a little bit is their home and road splits. On the road, they're a much different team than they are at home. At home, they're so dominant. At road, well, they've been a little bit volatile. Tampa Bay Lightning, it's hard to three-peat, right? It's hard to have success continuously. And again, they're a very talented team, but at plus 750, I think it's appropriately priced. But again, to replicate this time after time after time, it seems like a tough challenge. So for me, would probably be staying away from the Lightning. Toronto Maple Leafs at 11-1. Well, you know what happens to Toronto in the postseason. So long story short, they have also been crossed out for my Stanley Cup Futures selection. So at that point, looking away from Pittsburgh and some other squads, I'm going to narrow it down to Carolina is my first play. I'm sure I'll add another one. We've talked about the Flames before, but I really like the Hurricanes at that 11-1 spot. They're second in the Metropolitan Division with 68 points. They're two points behind the Penguins. I think they're a better team than Pittsburgh personally. Plus, Carolina, you look at their goal differential. I mean, they're plus 51 Pittsburgh's at plus 34, and the Penguins are a couple of points ahead of them in the standings, but not so sure it's going to conclude that way when the regular season is over. Only three teams have a higher point differential, or goal differential rather, than uh, this Carolina Hurricanes team. You get Colorado at plus 58, Florida at plus 56, and Calgary, again, another team that I think could be interesting at about 15, 16 to 1. They're plus 52. Flames are the beneficiary of a weaker Pacific division, however, because, well, VGK, uh, they don't really have their true goaltender. I mean, they do in Leonard. I just don't think he's good enough as of this point, and they're banged up all throughout. And again, Colorado has no value, and the Panthers' home and road splits kind of scare me at this point. Plus, the biggest thing about Carolina to me is they have a great goalie. They have Frederick Anderson, who is on a solid team right now with Carolina, and he has been playing stupendous. I mean, at home he's 11 3 and 1 2.2 goals against average 92.6 save percentage and one shutout on the road this guy is 14 4 and 1 1.99 goals against average 93 percent with his saves and again one shutout so altogether he's got two shutouts this season and an overall record of 25 7 and 2 and a goals against average of 2.1 and that save percentage is at 93 percent i think by the time that we get to the end of the regular season, especially if the Hurricanes can get a top of their division, 
This thing will probably get down to about maybe 8, 9 to 1. Of course, that's me speculating, but that's where I could envision this team ending up. So it's not for me to say that, you know, Carolina, I'm guaranteeing that they're all better than these teams. No, but I'm saying based on this double-digit value of 11 to 1, the goaltending they have, the talent they have, that they can get on a hot streak, they can compete with any of these teams above them in the odds and make a run for the Stanley Cup. Now, the good thing about making these selections early on and doing it with good value, naturally, is if Carolina does catch a hot streak, especially in the postseason, but their matchup in the finals, whatever it may be, you don't like it, well, more often than not, you're going to get the cash-out option at these books, or naturally, you can hedge. So I think because, again, that value with Carolina's at 11-1 and the talent they possess and the potential that they have, that's a team that I'm willing to put some coin on for the NHL Stanley Cup future. So that's the only one we got in hockey right now, but I do think the Hurricanes could be a viable selection at 11-1. And again, I might add another one, a further team I kind of like is Calgary at 15-1. I'm not as in love with Markstrom as their goalie as I am with Anderson with the Hurricanes, but I think because of the price, again, Calgary could be a solid team to look forward to, but overall have a little bit more conviction with the Carolina Hurricanes at 11-1. All right, moving aside from hockey, I did want to talk about one college basketball game tonight. I, I know I said I didn't have any other official plays, and I'm not using this as an official play, but I thought it was a game that should be noted if you're looking to get involved in some action tonight because there's really not that high volume of games to look forward to. And this is going to be my alma mater, the Nebraska Cornhuskers, a team that, you know, just like the Blackhawks when Josh and I joked about fading them, it's been profitable. Well, it's been the same thing for Nebraska, right? This team's been a mess this season. And tonight they are hosting Maryland, who's arguably just been as frustrating as the Cornhuskers. Maryland 11-14 and overall this season, 3-11 and in conference play. But Nebraska one-upping them with how much... Much disappointing how much more disappointing they've been. 7-18 overall, 1-13 in conference play. Now the Terps have lost their last five games. They're coming off a narrow loss at Purdue, 62-61. They blew that double-digit lead. Huskers are 2-16 straight up in their last 18 games. My goodness. Maryland does have the advantage in this series all-time, 9-3 against the Cornhuskers. And look, both of these teams do not have a lot of fight. That's apparent. But Nebraska does play a little bit more competitive on their home court. And what's also interesting that stood out to me anytime I've been curious about college basketball, because we've only done it once, but it's about that time where I start trying to get more ingrained in the sport with conference tournament around the corner and March Madness coming soon. I like to reference, naturally, the college basketball guru and his handicap lines, Greg Hoops Peterson. And so considering this game is at two in favor of Maryland, I'm like, all right, What's Greg at? Is he at like three? Maybe he's taking the points with Nebraska as a home dog. Where is he at? Well, Greg had this line handicapped at five in favor of Maryland. He had Maryland as a five-point favorite, so he will be on the Terps tonight. And I can see why. Again, Nebraska has been a really bad team, but it is tough to bet on bad teams and that there is a spot where Nebraska could thrive, like we saw against Minnesota as a slight home dog. Maybe that's it. But Maryland is a better free-throw shooting team. They're shooting over 75% from the line. Nebraska's sub-71%. Three-point shooting. Maryland has the advantage 33%. Nebraska's at 30.7%. Rebounding. Maryland's going to out-rebound you. 36 per game. Nebraska's at about 33.5. Ken Palm ranking. Maryland, 91st team. Nebraska, 167th. That doesn't guarantee a win for Maryland here, folks. But I do think the advantage 
does lie with the Terps, and I would tend to gravitate in that direction. But again, really, and the, and the reason I'm not using it as an official play is honestly, I just scouted it out and thought it was a strong enough one to consider and talk about because of the finite amount of games that we have. So if it was a normal night, I probably wouldn't consider it. But because of that, I think it is important to recognize this game and see that, hey, one of the best college basketball handicappers, Greg Peterson, sees a big line differential in his numbers versus where it's set. Hey, the stats add up to Maryland potentially being a better team. And Ken Palm, which so many people reference, does have Maryland as a significantly better team in a lot of categories. So maybe something to ponder if you are looking to get involved in this game. I'll probably end up taking a little piece of it. Not an official play per se, but uh, typically in whatever sport it is, except for women's volleyball, fading Nebraska has been a profitable venture. All right, coming up next, we'll get more expert analysis in college hoops. How about Kenny White, sports betting analyst, will be joining us to cap things off on this Friday evening. He's got a few plays in college basketball, and if we have some time, we'll see if he has any interest for the College Basketball National Championship Futures Arena and see if he has any for a recommendation. All right, that's coming up next. Stick around. Final segment of Rush Hour coming your way. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. No more football, no problem. Bet River Sportsbook serves up tennis, soccer, hockey, college, and pro basketball, and plenty more. Don't miss out on Bet River's many daily specials or try your hand at live player props or same game parlays. No matter what you bet on, you can count on your withdrawal approval happening very quick. With more than 80% of withdrawals approved instantly at Bet Rivers. So get started with life after football with the Bet Rivers app. All righty, time to talk more college hoops. You heard enough about me blabbering about it, but now it's time to bring in the expert, Mr. Kenny White at KYD Vegas, where you could follow him on Twitter. Kenny, thank you for joining us. I hope the end of your football season was a profitable one, and I'm sure you're looking to get the same trajectory here for college hoops heading into March. So I'm curious about a few games tonight. Now, we were talking with Josh Applebaum earlier in the show, and I was saying how Fridays are kind of unique betting college basketball because you 
You don't have the most appetizing slate per se, but that could just open the door for more opportunities to get an advantage. And I want to talk about this first game that tips off pretty soon, and that's going to be St. Peter's and Fairfield. Now, Fairfield's a slight favorite at home, about a point. This total's a lower one at 125. What caught your attention for this matchup that's going to be starting in about 15 minutes or so? Yeah, this is a, a, a Mac game that there's a revenge factor in this game that you normally wouldn't notice because you're looking at this year's scores. Well, this is the first meeting between these two teams this year. They played last year. They split during the regular season, but in the conference tournament, Fairfield beat St. Peter's 52-47. They ended St. Peter's season. Uh, and that's something that teams remember. We lost to Fairfield last year in the conference tournament. I think that revenge factor was enough for me. I think St. Peter's is the better basketball team. Number one defense in the MMAC, uh, their defense has been great all year long. They've also played well down the stretch. Nine and three ATS. They are a hot team, uh, currently a hot team uh, to end the season here. And uh, they're number three in the conference. Uh, Fairfield tied for seventh. Uh, they are one and four down the stretch. I think I've got the better team and with motivation from last year's conference tournament. All right, well, let's take a look at another spot with a game that should be tipping off shortly. How about Ryder and Monmouth? Monmouth lane seven in the hook at home, total at 137. Money line as Ryder about plus 280. Any value in the dog in this matchup, or do you think the home favorite can take care of business? Well, first thing, first thing you got to get out the uh, map or get on your get on Google and find out how far schools are apart. These two are big rivals. I knew this. I didn't have to look it up. I'm from New Jersey, so I know. Ryder and Monmouth, they don't like each other. They're 46 miles apart. They're big rivals. Uh, every year, these games go back and forth. And Monmouth won both games last year. This is the first meeting this year between the two. Monmouth won both games last year, won in overtime. They won both by three points. Very close games. Uh, both these teams are pretty equally balanced in talent. Uh, both have solid coaching staffs. Uh, both uh, better defense than they do offenses. Um, so I'm going to side with Ryder here. I think they're in a good spot. They're playing well. They've uh, covered four of their last five, six of their last eight. And you're giving me six and a half points in a, in a revenge situation, in a rivalry game, even if there wasn't revenge. I think this would be a close game. It would be down to the wire. Uh, give the underdog a shot. Obviously, 46 minutes from home. There's going to be a lot of Ryder fans in the stands. There always is. All right, Kenny, you talk about getting the underdog a shot in a good situation. Maybe it could be similar here with VCU and Richmond. We see Richmond catching three and also plus 132 on the money line. Total at Bet Rivers, about 133 in the hook. Juice is on the under a little bit. But do you think this is another viable situation for the road dog? Yeah, I do. Another big rivalry, obviously, because both teams based in Richmond. So the, the, the mileage between these two schools is even a lot less. We're talking 10 miles apart here. Uh, these are schools that do not like each other. Uh, one of the best rivalries really in college basketball that people don't, they don't know about. And Chris Mooney and Mike Rhodes have gone head-to-head -head now for five years and both very solid defensive coaches. Uh, VCU this year playing amazing. Uh, they were a top 10 defensive basketball team. But it's, again, a, a revenge factor for me that lands me on the underdog. And in a revi revi rival game, I want to be on the underdog. So I like Richmond plus the three points. They have played well. 
um, away from their home, 7-2 and two ATS this year. But they lost the game earlier at home at the Robin Center, 64-62 to VCU, a closely fought contest, just the way I think it'll be tonight at the Siegel Center, VCU's home court. So I think Richmond's in it, and Richmond will have a chance to uh, avenge that earlier season loss. All right, Kenny, so I know those were some of your top plays for tonight, and I also know you can pretty much go anywhere talking handicapping for pretty much any sport. But I did have to ask you about this Nebraska and Maryland game because Nebraska, as I'm sure you know, and I complain about all the time when we talk college football, it's my alma mater, and they've been so bad in basketball this season. But I guess it's actually somewhat of a hopeful spot for them at home against the Maryland team that has certainly fallen short of expectations I kind of lean toward Maryland. Ultimately, I probably won't play it. But did you have a strong enough lean one way or the other, uh, one way or the other, to throw out a recommendation in any type of side for this game? My number, Danny, on this game, I made Maryland a two and a half point favorite, and they won both games last year um, at home. They played both games at home in the year of the COVID, and my totals one forty one. So I'm I'm right on everything except for the total. I do lean to the under. Uh, under 146 and a half, that would definitely be a, uh, a solid lean for me under 146. Okay. All right. And then Kenny, before I get your assessment on maybe some futures heading into March madness, what's some advice you would offer to some handicappers for college basketball as we get closer to conference championship tournament time, right? And then that correlates going into March Madness. Maybe what is a fallacy a lot of novice betters subscribe to and is something that people can avoid going down the road. What would you offer as a piece of advice? Um, I, you're looking for teams that are hot at the right time. Look, look for teams that really are playing well in February uh, because coaches are trying to get their teams to peak at the right time. So you find, uh, find a team like uh, Ryder, who we just talked about, or uh, maybe it was St. Peter's nine and three ATS on this run right now. They're continuing to get better week in and week out. And these conference tournaments, there are upsets all the time. So look for some long shots, some teams that maybe finish fourth, fifth in their conference for the season, but finish strong at the end of the year. Uh, those teams usually play well in the conference tournament. All right, so then for the whole shebang to win the whole dang thing, Kenny, was there any team that you pulled the trigger on before the season, maybe as of late, or a team you're looking forward to maybe getting involved with in the futures department? Yeah, I have several um, teams that I've played this year to win it all. Um, I'm going to say right now, the, thinking about where I'm at money-wise on these, maybe the, the top one is probably the Illini. Um, I have them at 30-1, to one, at 25-1. to one. Uh, they have yet to put it together. Uh, I think they will. I think they're a top five team. Um, North Carolina was a team that I put money on early. Uh, they are third in the conference. Actually, now they're fourth. Uh, but I have them at 100 to one. Uh, thought that they might make a run. Uh, they did lose a, lose a couple of players. They've had some injuries. So they've, they've fallen a little bit here. Um, Ohio State is another team who I think actually could make a little bit of some noise in March. Um, and then the biggest one, you know, the Zags right now, I did get plus 475 on Gonzaga. Um, I have them rated the best team in college basketball by now seven points over Arizona. Wow. So that's a big one. I know we know UCLA went through the rigors last year. They got everybody back and Miles Johnson comes in from Rutgers that really helped their defense. So UCLA is kind of pacing themselves right now. 
I think they're far better than what their record has indicated. So that might be a team that I'm, I'm actually looking at right now, maybe pulling the trigger on and getting a UCLA ticket. Yeah, the Bruins about 22 to 1, some solid value with UCLA. And like some of those other teams, Gonzaga, you mentioned plus 475. Now they're down to 4 to 1, but seven points better. Wow. Always love hearing your power ratings, Kenny. They're so spot on, as with many of your picks. So we appreciate you dishing those out to us, my man. Take care, and we'll look forward to catching up again soon uh, coming around March. You got it. Thanks for having me on the show, Danny. Best of luck this weekend. Absolutely. You as well, Kenny. At KYD Vegas, where you can get more of his info and content on Twitter. Always love catching up with Kenny. The man can talk about it all. Uh, we are at the end of the show, basically, folks, and we are heading into the NBA All-Star Weekend. So I really didn't have anything too definitive for tonight. I mean, I talked about the Hurricanes and their Stanley Cup futures odds at 11-1, but I did take a flyer on a couple of bets for the three-point competition tomorrow in the NBA All-Star Weekend. So Patty Mills at plus 550 is a guy that I pulled the trigger on. Patty Mills has been very consistent this season, and at plus 550, it's actually some of the better odds you're going to see at Bet Rivers compared to a lot of other shops that have him actually as a short shot at like four to one and then Zach Levine plus 650 gotta go with our guy he has a chance to make history being the first to win both the dunk and three-point competition and maybe he'll put all his energy into this competition since he wants to stay healthy during the big game but that's going to do it for another edition of Rush Hour best of luck with all your plays enjoy your weekend and we'll catch up on Monday folks From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 